0: everybody. Welcome to Dope Nostalgia once again. I am your host, Naomi, and this is episode 173. Now, I have been blessed doing this show because I've had the chance to interview people that have meant a lot to me growing up and now, especially female artists who I was raised on and influenced me as a singer. So people such as Lee Aaron, Chrissy Steele, Alana Miles... These are like huge, huge singing names in Canada, and one of the ones that was on my bucket list, it was so important for me to talk to, finally happened. This episode is my conversation with the incredible Sass Jordan. Here's a little bit of background information about Sass and her career. Wikipedia Wikipedia moments. This info is coming straight from Sass's bio at sassjordan.com. The roots that grew Canada's queen of rock, Sass Jordan, started in Europe and edged across the pond to the veins of metal pulsing in the musical metallurgy of Montreal in the 70s. Montreal's burgeoning 70s scene included a no-holds-barred approach to glam, punk, blues, prog, metal, country, jazz, folk, with the added attraction of a homegrown sound Created by the Quebecois artists of the decade, unique to the landscape, and pertinent to the denizens of the period, there was no better musical place to be in the 70s, and this was the backdrop that nurtured one of the pioneers of female-fronted rock, Sass Jordan. In the years since these auspicious beginnings, Sass has found herself working with and in the company of many of the people that inspired her to do what she does. Amongst them, The Incomparable, Aerosmith, The Rolling Stones, ACDC, Steve Miller Band, Van Halen, The Foo Fighters, Cheap Trick, Santana, Joe Cocker, Styx, Roger Hodgson, April Wine, Jeff Healy, and countless others. She has won various awards, including Juno and Billboard, and has sold over a million records worldwide. Sass was a feature actor in the episodic TV show Sisters and from 2003 to 2008, starred as one of the four judges on the hugely popular television series, Canadian Idol. Her songs and performances have been featured on numerous television shows, including the iconic 90s Baywatch and Night Rider, The Dennis Miller Show, and Sci-Fi's Defiance. There are very few female singers out there that are used as an example to describe a sound or style, but sass is one of them. And on a personal note, I can relate to that because Sass Jordan's been one of my vocal female idols my whole life. As a rock singer myself, if I was ever compared to somebody vocally, that's usually the comparison that's given to me. And I'm completely flattered and awed by that because she is the best. Just to be able to talk to her about her style, her voice, her music, and her life and passion, was a dream come true for me, and now I'm ready to share it with you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Sass Jordan.
1: Like, I don't know how well you can hear me. I can sort of hear you. Not great.
2: Okay. Let me see here. Maybe but... I'll take it off the speaker phone and then oh, is I'm it better? Careful.
1: Is it better now? You know what? I'm... Yeah, actually it is. I'm just. I'm also holding this uh, headphones into my ears really deep. Oh. But luckily, I'm the one who's supposed to be talking, not you. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: Well, that's true. Although,
1: I'd much rather hear you talk.
3: Truth
1: <laughs> <laughs> be told, I'd rather hear your story. I really would, because I know mine. Mine is oh. boring. Yours is not. Cause I don't know it.
2: Well. I mean, I don't. I was like thinking, I'm like, there's things I always wanted to tell her, but at the same time, this isn't is about me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm more interested in you. I'm not. Lie. No, we were just in the middle of listening to the coolest fucking song set you've ever heard because I was the DJ.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: And my and my people were letting me do it. I'm like, I like, love them very much right now. Oh. Very, very much. Yeah. So we just listened to this song by Derek Trucks. Do you like Derek Trucks at all?
2: I don't know Derek Trucks.
1: Jesus Christ. Write that down.
2: Okay. <laughs> Good.
1: Okay, Derek Trucks. Jesus, he's one of the greatest. I was just saying to my peeps, I was just saying, I literally think he's one of my top three living guitar players on the earth right now
3: wow
1: i mean there's so many phenomenal guitar players that's saying a lot Mm
3: -hmm. and
1: i probably have more than that but just top three off the top of my head and when they said who's the third i couldn't think of them (laughs) 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 so much for that idea (laughs) but anyway derek trucks he's married to Susan Tedeschi, who's a wonderful guitar player and singer as well. And they have a band called the Tedeschi Trucks Band.
2: Now I know what you're talking. Uh,
1: Okay, yeah, because Derek Sucks is like the, he's the nephew of Butch Trucks from the Almond Brothers.
2: Wow, that's some history.
1: Yeah, he's he's so phenomenal. He's a different, phenomenal, phenomenal slide guitar player. And just, wow, love him. He played with Clapton as well. Mm. When Clapton was doing that, uh, you know, he had Doral Bramhall and then and he had Doral Bramhall and Derek Chucks, the two young guns mm. playing with him. Yeah.
3: Anyways,
1: aside <laughs> from that, what, were, <laughs> what, did, I, what was I supposed to talk about though, family? Because i besides me, myself oh, yeah. and I.
2: <laughs> well, I came up, I came up with a nice, uh, you know, set list, I suppose, of, of questions and things we could talk about, um.
1: Oh, wonderful. Okay, good. I do, if you know me, I'll just keep going.
2: I do try to, you know, think about questions that you haven't heard a million times because I know you don't oh, need... Oh, that's you,
3: so nice.
2: You know,
1: oh, I, I do. I, I do. I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> this is a podcast called Dope Nostalgia. You know, it always
1: depends. Hmm? Yeah, it always depends who's asking the question, too. You know, that's always... It can be the same question, but because it's a different person and they have a different vibe, Mm -hmm. you can give a different answer. So, but I'm thrilled that you actually even thought about that. God bless you.
2: Well, yeah, um, because I don't want to ask people things that they can Google the answer to. Really?
1: (laughs) Right. You know, half the time, half the time you ask me a question about me, I have to Google the fucking answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so old, I don't remember it anymore.
2: Well, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a big deal for me to talk to you about your music and career because it's something I've had in my podcast bucket list since I started the show. Was talking to you, so. Wow!
1: Thank you. Well, woo! <laughs> you are so welcome. Thank you. That's that's, that's flattering, kid.
2: <laughs> uh, where are you based out of currently?
1: Oh, I always go Canada, and then people go, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm based off the planet Earth currently.
2: That works when you're not talking to another Canadian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, are you Canadian? Yes. I'm from Edmonton.
2: 70-80. Edmonton.
1: Sounds, yeah, I was going to say that sounds a very familiar. That's a very familiar... Uh, um, Erico, yeah, Edmonton. So no, I'm in Ontario, Ontario. a place to go, a place to die. <laughs> right on. <Ontario>, cherry,
2: Ontario, I. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm really excited though to learn about the current project because the Live in New York '94 album is now out, and is this. A way of commemorating the 30th anniversary of rats, or is there a lot more to it?
1: No, actually, I, is it the 30th anniversary? I don't. I, I think, think it's think next talk, year, right?
2: <laughs> is it next year?
1: Is it really? Well, you know what? It probably, no. It's 1993 or 4. So yeah, maybe it is next year. Yeah. See, this is a Google question because I don't remember. <laughs> no, uh, no. I think, okay, wait, yeah, it's, well, it's one or the other, and we're close, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But no, it's. I didn't even think of that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about the fact that one of the main questions I get is, you know, when are you going to do a live album?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And... It was the year anniversary of Taylor leaving Taylor Hawkins, who was my drummer at the time. Mm-hmm. Not on the uh, not on the not on the studio version, but on the live in '94 version. Yes. Um. And it just seemed like that would be a beautiful tribute to him because he loved music. Mm. He still loves it, even at where he is right now. He told me. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, I just thought that's a perfect. A combination of reasons uh, my fan base and uh, Taylor so that's that's why I did it and it's I it's just uh, it's actually not out yet the whole thing is now it's just the first two singles
2: oh good okay so it's like yeah of I, with,
1: so it's high road easy and make you a believer are, are, are out mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure so here you go there we go again. She doesn't know shit about what she's doing. But anyways, <laughs> and then um, and then the the whole thing is supposed to come out coming out uh, imminently mm-hmm. soon. But then there's going to be vinyl as well, and that's always like about a five month wait.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, but the vinyl, I'm excited. I'm really excited about that too. Anyways,
2: there's a lot yeah. of people doing these special d- vinyl editions now, which is wonderful. What do you have? Oh yeah. What is your vinyl collection like at home? What do you collect?
1: Well, I don't really have one. My husband does.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I uh, don't have the patience. <laughs> I'm like unbelievably, uh, like I just don't have the patience. It's so much easier for just me to just take my iPhone and, and you know, play it off my iPhone. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I'm not one of the great collectors of vinyl. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I completely get it, and I mean, like, if I was really into that, I would be. I'm more, I'm more like a YouTube. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like watching stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and listening to it. But as far as, you know, the quality of the sound and the this and the that, the other thing, I don't really. I've just heard so much so for so long that it doesn't really bother me anymore. If it's a great song. Right. As long as I can hear it remotely well, I'm good, but there's so much to be said about vinyl, yes, and when somebody actually plays the vinyl around me, I'm like, "Jesus good <laughs> you know it just has that it has that um it, like there's no that you, you cannot reproduce that warmth that you get from vinyl, mhm, you know what I mean
2: well, even just an but, analog yeah. recording analog recording, uh, yeah, then. exactly,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know if it's That's the true. same when you're playing something that was produced digitally on vinyl, do you think?
1: That is a very, you know what, that is a seriously tricky question, Naomi. <laughs> I'm going to have to kick your ass. I'll tell you what, I don't know. I, I would say it probably does not sound the same, no, mm-hmm. because analog is, is always going to, It's even, even when you take analog and play it on a digital platform, mm-hmm. it sounds different, you know. But it's I mean that's really that's subtle stuff, baby.
2: Yeah, that was just me thinking I mean, out loud. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's stuff for clearly somebody like you who can obviously tell the difference or would not be asking the question. Which is impressive. Well very impressed right now.
2: It's uh it's a thing, I'm sure, but um anyways I'm very happy to hear that you are making a vinyl release. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. and of course the most beautiful aspect of the celebration of the time with Taylor Hawkins and can you tell us a story about your time with Taylor
1: Uh, one story oh god I just had a download of a very funny story but I don't think it's necessarily funny out of context I think you had to be there but anyway Mm -hmm. never mind that Mm
3: -hmm.
1: oh I got a lot of stories with Taylor Mm -hmm. let me think of one uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll just give you the general—a uh, general one, which is uh, the first second you met Taylor. See, when he played with me, nobody had ever heard of him. He was brand new on the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I, the, this my band was the first band that he toured the world with. You know, so yeah, it was the very beginning of his, his of his rock star dream. But when the first second he walked into the uh, Bomb Shelter, which is what we called it. That's where we rehearsed. Mm-hmm. He just—he was like a, a like a a force of nature, just a like a firecracker. He, you instantly loved him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
3: Yeah. He was
1: instantly lovable. And and he in those days, like he would listen to his Walkman, because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we had Walkmans. I think it was a Walkman, but anyways. We would listen to music. It, he was always listening to like Queen and Soundgarden mm. and Nirvana. He loved all that stuff. And, and he was like, like he'd fall asleep listening to it really loud yeah. on the tour bus. And we'd be like, can you turn it, fucking turn it down, bro? We got to sleep. <laughs> and uh, anyways, it, it, it's so funny because he ended up being best pals. With all of them. Mm -hmm. Which I think is really super interesting because it reminds me of when I was like about 15, 16 years old, I would listen to Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, and um, tons of others, but like Mm
3: -hmm. those
1: particular ones really affected me. And I would always say to myself, one day these people are going to know who I am and I'm going to work with them.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: what low in the hole. That's what happened to me. It really did. I mean, and who told was that was some kid growing up in Montreal. What did I have? What connection did I have to that? They were all rock stars. You know, like they were in a different hemisphere, another world, Mm. another reality. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And that's exactly what happened to Taylor. He did the exact same thing. It's like he had this intense dream, and you dreamt about it all the time, but it wasn't it was just being in that world that I think we were both dreaming of, and it happened to both of us. Although him on a much greater scale, because I lost interest after a while,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he never did. Mm. You know, so it was amazing. all that to say that anyone who wants, to, who really wants to do something, if you just if you raise your whole the focus of your mind on it over and over and over because it fascinates you and excites you it makes you happy and you know you you just know it mm-hmm. it happens it doesn't necessarily happen in the time frame that you were sort of ordering it up on
3: yeah. but it
1: does happen
3: Amen. yeah
1: half a time it happens where you're like I don't want this anymore <laughs> i why it says, be careful what you wish for.
3: There's I have uh, a
1: call where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. Careful what you wish for, baby, because it will all come true someday. Yes, it will.
2: <laughs> that's right. Oh, yes, that popped right into my head as soon as you said that. Well, way. yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's, my, that's my little Taylor story. There's like a ton of others. The time I had to take him to the dentist to get his tooth out and pay for it, because he was in so much pain. Aww. Oh yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of stuff. But he was like my baby brother, he was like my, my little baby brother, and he was just a joy, mm. and an absolute force of life. I mean, and we were really close,
3: yeah.
1: you know? And we stayed close, even though we weren't in touch all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But every time we would, he t- would always call out of the blue, yeah. And we spend two hours on the phone. Oh God, all the yeah, not all the time. Once every year or two.
3: Oh wow. And
1: we'd catch up on everything and our families and what was happening and how he was doing and what I was et cetera, et cetera. And then uh off we'd go on our very little ways again. And our c cough, you know, a bunch of times. The last time though was in two thousand and seventeen. That's the last time I saw him. Yeah yeah but I talked to him uh, like about six months before he left, and then we were texting a month before he left, so,
2: mm.
1: yeah, anyways, that's a sad, sad story. I don't like that part of it.
2: No, but I am glad yeah. that you guys got to maintain that relationship though yeah the- he
1: was he was very much like that though he was extremely um, appreciative and grateful to the people that he believed were responsible for him. You know, getting to where he was, even though he was responsible for getting him to where he was. In, in other words, you you knew he was gonna he was going big places.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: always knew that. There was no doubt. You know what I mean? Like there was just no doubt.
2: He had the drive, the focus.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the and the personality. Everybody loved Taylor. Yeah. I mean, there, he, he, I don't know anyone that didn't like him. hmm Yeah.
2: Well, Thank so, you. Thank you for sharing about him. You're
1: welcome. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome.
2: I want to take you back in time. And now I know you've played many shows over the years. I wonder if you remember the weekend of the Big Valley show where you played with Brian Adams, Extreme, yeah. Steve Miller.
1: Yeah. Oh, Alberta. I don't. Yes. It snowed.
2: Yes.
1: See, this that's was... what I remember. It fucking snowed and it was like June or August or something ridiculous. <laughs>
2: The first (laughs) time I saw you live, I was about 13, and we waited out in the snow, and then the show had been postponed, remember? Oh, my God, you were waiting in the snow?
1: We all (laughs) were. Did they cancel the show and make it the next
2: day? They canceled the show, and they made it on the Monday. It was a long weekend, I believe. Um, Oh. Everything cleared up. We came out on the Monday, and we saw one of the best rock shows I'll ever remember. It was just wow. So I was going to say, how did that weekend pan out from your perspective? Obviously you remember (laughs) the snow.
1: That's all I remember. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, sadly. Yeah. I mean, I have done so many shows in my life. I, but the fact that I even remember that existed, I remember it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember any of the other shows on that tour, but I remember that. Oh yeah, I do one in, one in uh, B.C. because Steve Miller had to lend me his tour bus because mine broke down. Oh. And he lent me his. It was unbelievable. But anyways, that was the one in uh, in B.C. So the one, yeah, with all the dinosaur bones, that's the one you're talking about.
2: <laughs> Pretty that close, amazing, yeah.
1: It's such an amazing place. And, yeah, and I remember the snow. But I didn't remember that it was postponed a couple of days. I thought it was, you know, they just canceled and then postponed it to the next day. It was a couple. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Wow. It, it was wow. a couple, but I mean, it was well worth the wow. wait. It was just uh, oh, insanely good. I have and... no idea what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect you like, to remember that part, but it's... uh fuck, I
1: don't remember she is. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, it was awesome. I know that was a really good tour, though, because I mean, I was playing... Steve Miller, who I grew up listening to,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I just loved Steve Miller. So that was amazing, and not in excess, but um,
3: extreme,
1: extreme, yeah, yeah, extreme. And then, and then Adams, of course, and uh, I don't know who else was on.
2: I, I think, think the Archangels to... were too.
1: No, no, because I was replacing them.
2: Oh, maybe
1: they only they were supposed gigs. to be. Yeah, I was the replacement. I wasn't even supposed to be on the damn tour.
0: Okay. Okay, I have to interject here for a second because I made a big mistake. You're about to hear it. I thought I saw Sass on the Racine 25th anniversary tour in Sherwood Park, and I was wrong. I was completely wrong. And I tried to convince her that, that she played there, even though she had not. She played in the city of Fort Saskatchewan, which is about a 10 to 15 minute drive from Sherwood Park. And I should have known that being from Ed- Edmonton. Like, anyways, this is all a bunch of local geography for you people who are international. I apologize. And I'm so sorry to sass because I didn't mean to confuse you. Oh, OK, so listen to me be a total idiot with a big brain
2: fart. I also enjoyed seeing the 25th anniversary of Racine tour when you played in Sherwood Park. I was, I got to see that. Um, Wait,
1: I played Sherwood Park?
2: You did. This, yeah. Oh my God. Know. So
1: I've played there before then.
2: Yep. Yeah. Was it,
1: is it in, indoors or outdoors?
2: It was indoors. It was in their theater.
1: And, and is it, was it, um was it the storytellers? Yes. Was it? Oh my God!
2: You saw that show? Yes, I sure did. That was a good show. I
1: think wasn't it a good sh- Was it a good show?
2: It was the best show. Like I completely enjoyed the story. My God!
1: Okay, you because <laughs> talk about putting you on the spot. Was it a good show? Uh, yeah, it's okay. I the loved your I <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. But I loved. I
2: loved it. one was the aspect I loved was hearing the stories. So is this okay, something? Cause- Go My ahead.
1: daughter just said that to me. She said this. "She said that's what's so interesting. She said, I love hearing the stories of songs. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I should do that again, shouldn't I? That's what I should do.
2: That's what I was going to say. What
1: you say? Yes, you well, I'm going to take your advice. <laughs> I'm going to take Naomi's advice because I think that's a really good idea because it is interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. And it, it's
1: more fun. So that's what... Okay, so I have played Sherwood Park, and it is... Is that what we're playing again? I wonder, because we're doing a show in Sherwood Park. Mm. Is that is that an area, or is that the name of the, the theater?
2: Uh, that's the area. It's basically like a town oh, that's okay. like a suburb of Edmonton. So uh, I forgot okay, the name of the so theater there. It's, prob-
1: it's probably not the same place. That's why I don't know. Okay, so I'm playing... June 24th, Sherwood Park, Edmonton, Alberta, but it doesn't, it just says Sherwood Park. Okay. Well, that's bullshit. (laughs) Oh, maybe it's some festival or something. I don't know. You know what? It's all over Instagram. I keep seeing it, Mm -hmm. but I never look for more than two seconds because I, it's me and I know I'm going and I don't need the details until I have to go.
2: Yeah. And maybe it's the same venue, but maybe it's an outdoor festival, which would be nice too.
1: Oh, gosh i don't know any
2: <laughs> so yes if you consider <laughs> consider another storytelling tour i would i would definitely yeah. say it's a good plan <laughs>
1: okay i will
2: you know i will i think mean, that's a really
1: good idea and oh my goodness okay
2: and i got to get we got to get into the the voice, the voice because as a person who i used to sing in a rock band for many years and people would always tell me that oh. I would tell people, who's my singing inspiration? And it's you. Oh, no. That's awesome. And so I would say, how have you taken care of your voice over the years? Do you do anything special as a routine to prepare for touring? What do you do?
1: Yeah. Well, I basically always, every day, except for the past week for some reason, but I normally always, and I'll be right back on it, I do um, a 20-minute warm-up mm-hmm. that I learned in New York in 19... Nope. In 2002 oh. when I was doing an off-Broadway play called Love Janice, which is all Janice fucking Joplin songs all the time. Nice. And uh, it was harsh, harsh. And it was like... It, it was the most... And I also have... to. Do, stuff and singing to Anastasia. And I was even a Anastasia fan
3: mm-hmm. at the
1: time, you know, so it was, it was intense. So I went to see... I somehow managed to score lessons with this uh, singing teacher named Don Lawrence, who was really... Like, Lawrence was like, you know, what's his name? Mick uh, 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 Jagger and Bono and Lady Gaga and all, you know, these huge, huge famous singers so mm-hmm. that they could get through a show without losing their voice. And it really, really did make a difference. That does not mean that i never lose my voice. Mm-hmm. I, so I do this 20-minute warm-up,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's super, super helpful. Um, but I do lose my voice on occasion. It has so much, like traveling, is intense,
3: mm-hmm. not
1: sleeping, talking too much, laughing too much. And as you can tell, I'm a bit of a laugher and a bit of a yapper. So
3: there's
1: always an issue with that, yeah, so it's, that's why I'm not a big fan of touring because I don't get to have any fucking fun! (laughs) Because I have to be, you know, all good and everything, regular, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, God damn it. But, so that's what I do. Mm. I I think it also, so sleep is a big one. And also, not to get too precious about your voice. Your voice is a muscle. It needs to be exercised. It absolutely needs to be exercised. So you do have to sing. And you have to sing fairly often. And if you're not singing, you got to do your vocal exercise. There you go. And I think that's really... It's just like being a dancer or any other kind of physical thing. You have to, you know, you got to keep the muscles up. Mm-hmm. That would be my main um, advice to anyone who's worried about their voice. It's really important to have that. And now, there's a ton of free ones on, like, YouTube. There's all these voice te- on Instagram. You know, there's tons of voice teachers that do, like, uh, uh, you know, warm-up stuff that you can get for free on all these things now, which there weren't, you know? That's true. In the olden days. So, yeah. No excuse now, baby.
2: <laughs> do you have a certain, uh, like... If you could choose between having clarity in your vocal or raspiness, what would you Mm -hmm. prefer?
1: I would never, it would depend what I was singing, you know what I mean? Like what song. So, uh, because I would like to have both. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Sadly, I have mostly the rasp, but.
2: Oh, no, that's that's not not a bad thing. I love that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's great, I love it, I love it mm-hmm. But I, I I, also love those pure, clear voices Oh my goodness mm-hmm. You know, like one of the greatest singers of all time, Linda Ronstadt Right That pure, clear tone But she can also get a little, she can get a little rock and roll
2: yeah. <laughs> You know,
1: she could, she could too oh, what a, She was one of the ultimate singers
2: That was one thing but that anyway. scared me because I was a smoker for 20 years. I quit four oh, years ago. Oh, don't
1: give it up. No, 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 no. Start that again.
2: <laughs> but I loved the. I had the RASP when I needed it. It was great. But then I was sacrificing the range. So now, as a wait, non-smoker. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, go. Tell
2: me. I got the range okay. back. But I feel like oh, the RASP isn't as yeah. easy. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is really Mm -hmm. Because I would have thought that the range thing would have been more because uh, you weren't exercising your voice as much.
2: Maybe that's it.
1: Nothing to do with the cigarette. Because the cigarettes don't make the slightest bit of difference. Hmm. And I know. Why do I know? Because I have smoked and not smoked and smoked and not smoked and smoked and not smoked Mm -hmm. most of my life. Yeah. And I mean, I've gone eight years without smoking. Then I smoke for ten. Then I go without. And you know, like like that kind of shit. Yeah. So uh, I'm telling you, yeah. I mean, unless if you really believe that smoking is not good for you, it's not going to be good for you. Yeah. If you really believe that it doesn't make my much difference one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make much one difference one or the other. Don't forget we are socialized and completely programmed to believe it's the worst thing you can possibly do as long as, you know, it's going to kill you.
2: The stigmatizing of it now compared to like 20, yeah. 30 years ago.
1: Exactly. And we are so imprinted with that. You know, it's like they made sure that we got that message but it's complete bullshit, because if it was true, then everyone who ever smoked would have lung cancer. And no one who never smoked would have lung cancer. My mother died of lung cancer, she never smoked a day in her life.
3: Really?
1: And I know many really? other people with the lung cancer business never smoked a day in their lives. It's got nothing to do with smoking. And I know this from other kinds of studies that most people aren't allowed to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, point of the, the point of the matter is, if you love it and you don't think it's going to kill you, it won't. Mm. However, I also would not suggest 18 a day.
3: <laughs> True.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like I would go with like three, 4, five, six,
3: mm-hmm.
1: You know? And uh, but that, this is, oh, God, me giving lessons on smoking. This is pathetic. I'm going to shut up with that. What <laughs> I want to say is... <laughs> oh,
3: this is great. <laughs> I want to say...
1: <laughs> You're, I think that the range thing could, could have possibly been to do with not um, not uh, using your voice enough, like not singing enough.
2: Or not doing proper warm-ups. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or, see, if you're singing every day, like you're doing shows or singing every single day,
3: mm-hmm. you might not
1: need to warm up as much because you're always warmed up, basically, because you know, you're know you working out every day, basically. Hmm right? If you're singing every day and you're like doing a show or whatever,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or even three or four songs, honestly. But who wants to do that when you're a professional singer? Not me. <laughs> I'm like, sorry? No, okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you just don't want to because it's your job. Mm. It's pathetic, but it's, it sadly it becomes too. Well, not, maybe not everybody.
3: No, that I mean, makes sense. Little, Absolutely. Like,
1: uh, yeah, you just want to do something else. Like not worry about your fucking voice. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't do that. I have to sing. <laughs> precious. 56 and uh, something Avenue. Euclid Avenue. Precious. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? The Pretenders. Not that I'm singing, but you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: not the
1: Pretenders. Remember that song, Precious? what a great song it's so precious
2: that's what i I don't know i'm terrible
1: oh write that down (laughs) okay the the pretender it's the same yeah it's in the same record as um got brass in pocket don't find it ain't gonna use it what's
3: Mm. that oh oh i'm special
1: so special uh Dun, 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 dun. Brass and Pocket. That's what it's called, Brass and Pocket. Mm-hmm. That was her that was her first big song. Yeah. Are you too young?
2: I definitely know the song. I'm not too young. Oh. I born, okay, I was born in seventy eight. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. You're so young
1: really. <laughs> You're a young you're a young thought, as they say. Okay. Well nineteen seventy eight is pretty well, compared to me, that's child. Oh
2: wow, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing all right with my music history, but yeah, sometimes I need to be. Screwed, no, you're right? amazing.
1: No, you're actually pretty amazing. I mean, the shit you, the, the fact that you know about analog and digital and the sound <laughs> difference is like that's that's impressive. So, um, I think that that record may, or may not have come out the year you were born so there's that oh so you're to be you're you're to be forgiven for not necessarily knowing that song off hand
2: right now i have a duty i'm going to check it out yes
1: okay so check check precious it's on the same record as brass and pocket and i think it's just called the pretenders i'm not sure what's the name of the record i can see the cover she's got a red leather jacket on yeah but that's uh, and it's the whole band
2: Perfect. Okay. Well, yeah. It'll be easy to find on Spotify, I bet.
1: Oh God, yeah. For sure, <laughs> I, wanna... I opened for them once. Ah. Did you? Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So long ago. I was. I was still playing bass in my band. It was in oh. the '70s. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I was the bass player in my band, The Pinups, and uh, a bass player and a singer. But I was the the, the co-singer. Mm-hmm. Guitar player was the the first singer. The guy. Anyways. Yes. Crazy, crazy. Thought about that.
0: Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon, for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please, join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. It's a Conspiracy. It's a Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network and happily powered by ATB. We are a bi-weekly podcast that aims to discuss selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more without coloring the topic with our conversation. Until the very end of the episode. We also feature beer reviews, lame jokes, bad puns, far too many 80s movies references, geek culture, and general nerdery. Our Our real aim is for fun, inclusive inclusive content that doesn't doesn't take itself too seriously. seriously. You don't have to be blisteringly paranoid of mind control to enjoy a chin wag with your old pals, Greg, Charlie, Andrew, the Irish Madman, and our podcast puppies, Kylo and Ren. It's a conspiracy. Is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. It's still kicking.
3: Woo-hoo!
0: Big shiny tunes too. Might as well be walking on the track for track, no other CD touches it. I want something Got yours yet? Watch Music's Big Shiny Tunes too. Seventeen incredible tracks. Get it.
2: Well, I remember this really. It was really exciting when I think it was early '90s, and the Bodyguard soundtrack came out, and I picked it up, oh. and I saw you on the on the uh, track listing with Joe Cocker.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yes. Now, how That's did that opportunity right. come into fruition? Like,
1: well, it was uh, apparently the story I heard was that Kevin Costner was driving around. L.A. one day, and my song came on the radio. He was a huge, huge, massive Joe Cocker fan, so he wanted Joe Cocker on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. right, along with the Whitney Houston stuff, and uh, he, there was this particular song by Joe Cocker called Trust in Me that had been recorded about four years previous with another singer from Australia who was an amazing singer, mm-hmm. and it was sort of similar, but not you know, it's, it was similar, but not say, obviously. Same, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, and he went, "I want to do this song, but I want to replace the female voice with somebody who's out now, like who's new." And he heard my song on the radio and he got in touch with the record company, and that's how I apparently that's how I got it.
2: Nice, yeah,
1: insane, huh? But the thing is, is I wasn't, when I sang my part, Joe Cocker was not in the studio. By the way, one of the greatest singers of all time. Let's not, Mm. like, you know, Joe Cocker? I got to sing with Joe Cocker. Like, how fucking great is that? But he wasn't there.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) His part was already recorded four years earlier in Australia. So I did my part. And then, lo and behold, I end up on tour with him. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, so I toured him for like four months or five months and I never ever saw him except for one or two songs and then I'd have to leave because we'd have to drive to the next town
0: uh, and
1: and uh the last night of the show I finally get to meet Joe finally because yeah. it's the last night and I don't have to go to another show the next night And I said to him like I knew his manager pretty well and and Lindsay and so Lindsay introduces us and I'm like, Oh my god, Joe, that was it was so amazing. It was like the dream of a lifetime getting to sing with you on that song. And he's like looking at me and he's like blank. He doesn't and he goes and he goes, Oh, oh, right, oh and I'm like, What the fuck? I am like, Well did she did he forget her? Like what's anyways and Lindsay jumps in and he goes, Oh, oh, oh so she, she, this is the the gal that sang on the on Trust in Me that they got replaced the other he was like, Oh <laughs> He had no idea
3: wow.
1: who the hell I was or what the hell I was <laughs> Oh my God, my life! But the thing is, is I, I, I mean, you know, at that point, he was no spring chicken, much like myself now. But he had been through an intense amount of drugs, which I did not. Thank the sweet, sweet baby Jesus,
3: yeah. sweet baby
1: Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he, he could be forgiven for that little brain fart. Well, he never knew in the first place. But the thing that's so hilarious is I was touring with him for five months. He still had no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't have a huge ego.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Little...
2: Anywho. Yes. Now, the Canadian Idol experience. Mm. Back in the day. How many seasons was that? I mean... Six. Six, six. And and what were some of the best times in that six years for you?
1: Oh. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, that's that's a long time ago, boy. I I just remember pretty much laughing my way through six years. It was the funniest (laughs) We had the most amazing time.
3: Yeah. It
1: was like the cast and crew, and the, you know, it was just oh, it was so funny. But you know, just stupid jokes, just funny people, mm-hmm. funny people that were around you. And and some like the days were. It was extreme. I know it sounds crazy, but it was extremely uh, hard work. It was taxing because you had to sit on your arse. Yeah. All dude it up with, you know, make up the yin yang and fucking ah, uh, and be nice.
3: <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, and hear the same thing over and over. It was extreme tedium. Mm-hmm. And and also people's nerves start to get on your nerves after a while.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: When people are everybody everybody's so terrified. Of course they are. I completely get it. Normally you'd be like if it was a normal situation where it was just one person or two people, you would have such huge compassion be like, oh, my God, don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. Now, let's find a way to make you comfortable. But after 35 million people, you just want to kick them in the throat.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, enough is enough. That, it's <laughs>
1: like, oh, for Christ's sake, you know. Why are you even here?
2: <laughs> enough is enough. I get uh, it.
1: Yeah, it got it got really. it, it was tedious. So, therefore, you had to laugh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean?
3: And Entertain we found ways other. to
1: amuse ourselves. Oh my God! Yeah, it was just, like insanely funny, insanely <laughs> funny. And and a lot of contestants of of the contestants were extremely funny too. You know, so it was like. All of us, everybody together. It was great. I mean, it was really fun. But it was nothing to do with who's a great singer and who isn't. You know that, yeah. right? It was a TV show. Yeah. It was a TV show. Nothing about re- reality TV, my airs. Er, there is no such thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's it. not scripted, but you know, exactly. it is. And the words aren't scripted. Like what you're saying isn't scripted, but the whole setup is Mm you know so but it was a blast I enjoyed it I enjoyed it
2: yeah it was it was entertaining TV so thank you for going through all the tediousness to get
1: you're so welcome (laughs) (laughs) thank you Um, oh Uh, yeah six years was enough
2: I yeah I know when the American one came back I'm like why
1: Oh God, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I like. Is it? It's. It's. It's, it's not so going though, is it?
2: Uh, it is. It is. And I don't You're know.
3: Joking.
2: Yeah, it's, it? it's, all the judges are completely different. I think they've got Katy Perry and Luke Bryan and Lionel Richie. I think.
1: No. <laughs> really? He yeah. was On our show. Yeah. You know, he, was, he, he
2: was
1: a guest on our show. I mean, not he wasn't a judge. I love it. Wow, that is crazy. Wow, oh my God, like, who the fuck watches it? <laughs> I'm
2: so over it. I'm over...
1: I can't imagine who would still be watching it 20 years later. <laughs> I just, I can't even imagine. But anyway, yeah. and, and not not to mention all the millions of other shows that are exactly like it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Right? So like, yeah, God, it's I like...
2: anyway... The concept was amazing in in the beginning. It was so much fun to watch, but now I'm kind of just like, no.
1: God, who cares? Yeah, I don't want to see anybody who wants to be famous anymore. You're really getting on my nerves. (laughs)
2: Let's go do it the old-fashioned way. Go play in the Yeah.
1: Why? How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Or, or not even be interested in fame anymore. How about that?
2: Oh yeah. That would be
1: amazing.
2: Play for the love of music.
1: Yeah, you know, just like, music's supposed to be about connection. I think that's why I don't listen to it the same way as I used to.
3: Mm.
1: I don't consider music the same way anymore. Because I'm not as interested in the makers of it as I am in the actual music at this point. Whereas in the olden days, I was really interested in the people who were making it. Mm -hmm. Weird. Mm. I was thinking about that the other day.
2: Well, I, yeah. I worry that music's become more of a product than an experience.
1: Oh,
2: 100%. And and that's kind of what scares me about, I mean, I, obviously I think every generation says when I was young, music was better, but I'm kind of concerned oh, yeah. about the current state every of pop music. Year, yeah. <laughs> I don't know
1: that the ones now really care about it that much.
2: hmm
1: in the same way, that's a lot. We should have a conversation about that one of these days.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: really interesting stuff.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, I prefer music with no singing in it now, for example.
3: Oh wow, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. And it's it's weird because it's I, I like the lyrics are just like what do I call that? It's like it's just sludge, shitty lyrics. I don't want to listen to shitty lyrics sung by some auto bot. Yeah, I just can't, you know, and and I'm and I'm and the old stuff is it's great once in a while, but I'm not going to be listening to that all day. I like chill hop. Yeah, glorified elevator music. That's my jam right there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it is nice <laughs> sometimes so not to not to just escape into something like that with no lyrics. But I would like yeah, to Yeah, low five
1: beats, mama, No singing. I feel like I'm in a bo- boutique hotel on the Amalfi coast sitting a negroni. Oh. Doesn't that sound good? That's a nice why are we on this call and not in a boutique hotel on the Amalfi Coast sitting in a groaning. I need to know.
2: That's for the next one. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Ooh, ooh.
0: I know way around it. Lately, I had enough. I had all I can take, and I guess I can take that old.
2: If you could make a self-indulgent dream set list, you know, not having to appease anybody but yourself, what would you put on it? What are some of your favorite deep cuts that you would maybe include? In
1: okay, it? well, I'll give you. Oh, God, I love you so much for asking me this right now because I can actually answer it for a change. Normally I'd be like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Okay, hang on, because I just did it. Meow. <laughs> Good. Wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, one of them, oh, young, I might have to spell this. It, it's, a, it's Derek Trucks Band. Mm-hmm. We were just listening to it before I, I called you. Mm-hmm. And it's called, oh, this is hard. You know what? It's not English. So that's, it's Sahib. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hang on, Sahib chieri uh-oh. Well, it's on the Songlines record okay, by okay. Derek band, And the song is called Sahib Cheri Maki, and I can't say the rest of it.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: but if, if you just have Sahib Cherry, you'll know. It, and then it's a long name. It's fucking so great, you're going to die. Okay, so okay, I got that. Mm-hmm. Then I'd have um, Fleetwood Mac, Hypnotized. Which mm. is a song, um, which is Fleetwood Mac before uh, Stevie and Lindsey got their little hands in there. Ah. You know that song, Hypnotized? Oh, my God. It's so great. It's so effing great.
2: I want to hear you do this cover.
1: <laughs> I, I want to hear it, too. Like, I would, oh, but I. it's not real. I, oh, man, I would love to do that song so much. But anyway, and then Use Me by Bill Withers.
3: Ah, Okay.
1: Then I'd have Sneakin' Sally through the alley with Robert Palmer by Robert Palmer. Wow. Mm and then I'd have, um oh hang on, hang on. Oh fifty five? I did that. I don't want to hear that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now sorry.
3: Okay.
1: Um I would do uh damn. Okay, the Wood Brothers. I got loaded. Yeah. Are you writing? Are you writing this down?
2: Oh, I'm recording this. <laughs> oh,
1: fuck you off. Oh no! I hope you edit it.
2: Of course, it's a podcast.
1: I didn't. Re- it's a podcast. <laughs> Don't you love life? Yes. It's so fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> uh,
3: Yes, this is audio. Oh,
1: Talk, Talk.
3: Mm -hmm. Talk,
1: Talk, It's My Life. Oh, good. Uh, Oh, God, I love that song. But only their version. I don't like the other. I don't like the remake.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Who shall remain nameless? And, uh, (laughs) oh, uh, Double, The Captain of Her Heart.
3: Captain of Her Heart.
1: Yeah. It's by a band called Double a Dutch band. It was a big I think it was late eighties or something. And it's very it's so like dreamy and mystical and Ooh. gorgeous. So that it's like hypnotized as well. Okay, I said the Wood Brothers. Who else would I um Cat Stevens probably from maybe from Cheetah the Tillerman or *Cheese and the Fire Cat. Uh those are my two keys. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Donovan. Yeah. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch.
3: i love Oh, that.
1: no. Must be the season of the
3: witch.
1: Yeah. Ah, I wrote that. What? Even though I was six at the time, I wrote it. <laughs> and he did a fantastic bang-up version. <laughs>
2: I love this.
1: And I was like, God, I love that song. Okay, and... I'm, I think I'm going to put a song, I think I'm going to put this song on my set. I love it so much, and I think we would do it great, and it's called Let It Rain
3: mm-hmm. by
1: uh, Eric Clapton.
3: Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, God, I love that song. Oh, I love a lot of his songs. I love Eric Clapton and J.J. J. Kale. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I mean, I shouldn't talk about who I love because that could take us into, into <laughs> next Tuesday. Actually, further than that, but uh, yeah, because there's just so many. But the problem is if you just forget and you can't, when, see, it's just like, uh, uh, uh. Once you start uh, thinking about uh, it, they are
2: rolling in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amy, Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's on it's on the, uh, the record that has Rehab on it. Okay. And I can't think of a goddamn name of it.
2: Trying to think that uh, was it a um, cut?
1: Oh, no, it is a sun goes down. Day. Uh, oh. He walks away, sun goes down, something like that. Mm. It's the most beautiful, heartbreaking song. oh, I just thought of another one. <laughs> oh, po- possibly one of my most favorite songs of all time. Hang on, I'm going to look this up on my phone. He walked away, I'm going to look down. Okay, uh, 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 uh. Tears dry on their own. I think that's the name of it.
2: Oh, right. Okay, I've heard of it. I think that's, is
1: that the name of it? God damn it. Tears dry yeah. on their own. Okay, okay, that one. And then the most insanely great singer, whom I just adore. Nobody talks about anymore, but I freaking love this guy. And his name is Dwight Yoakam.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Dwight Yoakam. Uh, and the song... Uh, no, no, no. You made me
2: think earlier about the song that you sang on Start the Car, Jude Cole.
1: Oh! Yeah. I love Jude Cole, but you can't really hear me on that record
2: I hear you on the like, choruses
1: oh uh, good good for you because I know I was like where I, why did you put me on this record <laughs> I can't even hear me and I'm not normally you know it's like they gave you these
2: tiny no it was like these tiny spots where you had like a little embellishment in the chorus and oh
1: god bless you so, yeah okay so the white Yoakam song Can I see his discography? He's really pissing me off right here. Mm -hmm. Let's see. It's it's literally one of the greatest songs ever. Once there was a spider in my bed Got caught up in her web of love and lies I Ain't That Lonely Yet. That's the song. Ain't That Lonely Yet. Yes. By Dwight Yoakam. If that is not one of the best songs ever written, I don't know what is. And that to me, like the, the the whole feeling, the vibe in that song, it's like, I don't. No matter what you do, I am never getting back with you, 'cause honey, I ain't that lonely. Yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I never fucking will be. You jackass.
2: That's sweet. best song ever. I like it. Oh that. my god, and
1: his voice, his voice. <laughs> Yes, anyway, so I love Dwight Yoakam.
3: Mm-hmm. Love, love,
1: love, love. That's a deep cut, but it's not really because it was a hit, but nobody remembers it. So, except me, because I'm old.
2: I'm sure lots Happily of people
1: do. Old. Well, yeah. maybe they do, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's not that deep of a cut, is it? It's okay. Um, oh, so, Through It All, There's You. Uh, Robert Palmer, Through It All, There's You. That's mm-hmm. from the same record, Stingy Alley Through the Alley.
3: Okay.
1: And... Oh my God! I could. I just. I'm not gonna shut up. really, it's am a I. good. It's a
2: good list. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll stop there. It's a great I'll list. Stop right there.
2: You can always keep adding to it.
1: But. oh my God! I could keep going forever and ever and ever. I know oh, jellyfish. Ooh. The king is half undressed.
2: I like that title.
1: The band jellyfish, or the title of the song?
2: The title of the song.
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, the king is half undressed. Because the king is half undressed. Super good song.
2: Oh, I'm, oh. I'm going to have to make a playlist of these songs.
1: Oh, and you know what? Guess who, Derek's band, their new song, The King, is phenomenal. I love that song, too. And if we were on the kings, if we were on the topic of songs with the word king in the title, mm-hmm. then King for a Day by... Um, um,
3: XTC.
2: Oh, I do remember that. Yes.
3: That's such a great. Oh, I love XTC.
2: They're the band who did Peter Pumpkinhead oh. originally, right? The ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And also, um, Tears for Fears.
2: Do you? Oh, uh, do you like cr- any Crowded House? I don't know why they pop into my head. I adore Crowded House. I yeah. adore Crowded House. I
1: adore Crowded House. Like, oh. Yeah. There you go again. Sowing <laughs> the seeds of love, rule the world. Songs in the chair. Oh, everybody loves a happy ending. Oh, Raúl and the Kings of Spain. Raul That's it.
2: And the Kings of Raúl
1: and the Kings of Spain from Tears to Spears. But I mean, I love everything they ever did. I mean, everything. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, well, I guess we're done for now, right? That's okay. Saddle-y. Saddle-y. So anything from Little Feet. Anything from Little Feet.
2: This is amazing. Honestly,
1: oh my god, amazing with Lowell George and without will George, yeah, I know, and all in brothers, and so we just stop?
2: <laughs> Part two, <laughs> but I just wanted to say how much I love you and thank you for setting the time. I love with you me. too,
1: sweetheart. You were awesome, and you really were. I mean, like, you put up with me being an asshole, but oh, I love that about you.
2: That gave me joy. Anyways,
1: <laughs> maybe I'll see, maybe I'll see you in Sherwood Park.
2: That's the plan. Yes, and thank yippie you.
1: yippee i yippee 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 <laughs> yippee Oh, wait. One last song. Yes. Yes. A strolling down the street, smoking, <laughs> sipping on gin and juice, sleeping. Got my mind on my money and my money <laughs> on my mind. That
2: one. Yes. Stick that in there. That's okay. amazing.
1: And that's our last one for the day. Yeah!
2: So, yes, I really
1: will... have a fabulous rest of your week. And you thank did. you for everything and being so gracious and lovely.
2: Thank you. And thank you for letting me. And do hopefully this podcast. I'll see
1: you soon. Yes. Hopefully you'll see you soon. Okay, baby. Bye. Ciao for now. <laughs>
3: Bye. Bye.
0: Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.